morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer on this Saturday morning where we've been talking this week about Jesus is Jesus God. And this morning I'd like to wrap this up, at least for now, with a discussion about some other aspect of Jesus. And we can get into the semantics. We've talked about, is he God? Is he Lord? What does this word mean? And how we saw that the early Christians tended, although they believed in the Trinity, that there was a Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God and revealed in three persons. They tended to refer to the Father as God, and yet they often would speak of Jesus, the Son, as God, and of the Holy Spirit as God, because there's one God, three per, and the Father's God, and the Spirit's God, and Jesus is God. But typically, they would refer to Jesus as Lord. And we saw yesterday in Romans chapter 10 how the word Lord, they're quoting that from the Old Testament references to the word Jehovah, God. And so the words Lord and God really were synonymous to the early Christians, and they should be to us. But this morning, I want to talk about another aspect of this identity of Jesus. By the way, if you're new with us today, welcome. I hope you'll be with us. Stick to the end. Join our community, because we get here every morning to talk about the Word of God. We want to grow. We want to be strong in the Word of God. We know that we won't be strong without it, but if the Word of God is abiding in us, we are strong and mighty Christians. God is raising up an army, and He needs in these days an army of mighty Christians. I hope you'll be part of it as well. This week, as I've been reading my my own personal reading of the book of Acts, I was struck in Acts chapter 17, where there is a conflict and there's an accusation against Paul that he was preaching an, another king. They were raising this, this question with the civil authorities, the magistrates. They were saying, Paul has upset the world because he preaches there's another king, and his name is Jesus. And it got, to, it got to thinking about this. This is what the unbelievers understood was the message that Jesus is king. And I'm thinking that we ought to be proclaiming that a little bit more often ourselves. That ought to be our message. People who listen to us ought to understand, like they did in the first century, that we're declaring a new king. And who is and why? Because we are declaring that God has brought a kingdom. The hope from the, the, the big story and the hope from the beginning of creation, God created a world, man fell when he fell into sin, and what we understand then is Adam and all of his sins have fallen into what's known as the domain of darkness, Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 and 14. And we've, we're in the domain or the reign, shall we say the kingdom, of the evil one. And Jesus came to rescue us out of that and to bring us into what's known as the kingdom of God. And here's the key thing. Jesus is the king of the kingdom of God. You and I who have been saved, it's so much more than just your sins are forgiven. So much more than just you're going to go to heaven someday. Oh my goodness, people who have such a shallow, small view of what salvation is without understanding all that God gives us and all that God has planned for us. God brings us into the kingdom. You could never come there on your own. You're disqualified because of our sin. Our sin has made us 
unable to enter the kingdom of God unless it's forgiven, taken away, which is what Jesus Christ did at the cross. Jesus made a way for people to enter the kingdom of God, to be rescued from the domain of darkness and be brought into the kingdom of God. And that's where we are now. And Jesus is the king of the kingdom. That's the good news. That's, the, that's, that's what we're brought to. And that's who we should understand when we become a Christian. We're coming to the king. Now, we don't use this word very often, but it is used in the Bible. We here in America, you know, we don't like the idea of a king. We're a different, we're a republic. We vote for our representative governments. We don't like the idea of the, you know, the king. We, we fought a war to get away from the king. But understand that there is, that God is a king. Jesus is a king, a benevolent king, a good king. Not to be confused with the corrupt governments and corrupt kings that we know throughout history. Let's look at a moment here of what it says about the king, Jesus, the king of the kingdom, the one who Paul was preaching, another king besides uh, Caesar. And dare I say, this was why, I'm, let me contribute and add here, this is why the early Christians were persecuted and martyred. In the early Roman Empire there, they, were, they claimed that the emperor was king, the emperor, the king, was divine and was to be worshipped. And the Christians refused. They said, there is no, we will worship no one but Jesus. We'll bow the knee to no one but Jesus. There is another king, Jesus. And because they worshipped him, did not give that supreme allegiance as a, to a divine emperor, and called that an idol, to think that the govern, government was, was king, that the, the emperor was king. That was a uh, idolatry and false, and they rejected it, and that's why they were martyred. Jesus alone is king. And so let's look at some verses here about this. 1 Timothy 1.17, who is this king? Now, to the king, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. This is referring to Jesus. Look at some of these other verses. Revelation chapter 17, verse 14. Who is the king? Who is this king? These will wage war against the lamb, it says. This is the lamb of God. This is Jesus. And the lamb will overcome them because he is Lord of lords and king of kings. And those who are with him are the called and chosen and faithful. That's you and I, by the way. But he is the Lord over all lords. He's the ruler over all rulers. He is the king over all kings. Earlier in Revelation chapter 1, it calls him the ruler of the kings of the earth. This is our Lord Jesus Christ. He is this king, immortal or internal, immortal, invisible, the only true God, the only God. What do we see at the end of 1 Timothy chapter 6, also referring in this way? Paul writes, I charge you in the presence of God who gives life to all things and of Christ Jesus who testified the good confession before Pontius Pilate that you keep the commandment without stain or reproach until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, which he will bring about at the proper time, he who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings and Lord of lords. This is Jesus Christ we're referring to. This is Jesus Christ. He is the blessed. Uh, 
and only sovereign, the King of kings and Lord of lords. I want to challenge you today and ask you today, is Jesus the blessed sovereign of your life? Do you relate to him as the Lord of lords and the King of kings? Do you relate to him as the authority in your life? This is, we, we've got to understand, a lot of people don't talk about this in, in their salvation message. Salvation, what is happening here is I'm moving from the domain of darkness to the kingdom of God. I'm being transferred from one kingdom into another, from one domain into another. I was under the rule of, of darkness, under the rule of the evil, evil of Satan himself. And now by the grace of God, by the kindness of God, I've been transferred We've been transferred into the kingdom of the beloved son, he who is the only sovereign. And so in your life, Jesus should be king. In your life, you ought to relate to Jesus as if he's God. So you've heard me say on this before, one of my favorite lines from one of my favorite movies, uh, Rudy, where in a difficult time, the, the priest says to Rudy, there's two things, I only two things I know for sure about theology. Number one, there's a God. And number two, it's not me. And friends, this is, this is maybe the most important lesson we all learn in life. There is a God, and it's not you. It's not me. And as we search for who is it, we find it's God, God the Father sent God the Son, Jesus Christ, to save us and rescue us. And I want to think of Jesus as king of all. He's king. I want him to be king and Lord of lords, king of kings in my life. I want him to be king and Lord in my family. I want him to be king and Lord in my church. I want him to be king and Lord in my, if I have a business in my business, I want him to be king and Lord in my education, my understanding of knowledge and truth. I want him to be king and Lord in my government and our understanding of the laws that ought to govern us as people. I want him to be king and Lord in every aspect of life. This is what we're called to be. He is the king of kings. Let's have him be our king as well. Jesus, we bless you today. We thank you. What what an amazing story, a true story that we're a part of. Father, you created a world, and the world went astray, and we were held captive by the evil one in the domain of darkness, and yet you have delivered us, and you brought us in your kingdom. What a privilege to be in the kingdom of God, to walk in the light, to know the ways of God. We acknowledge we could have never done it on our own. Only by the blood of Jesus Christ were we made clean and, and allowed to and worthy to come into your presence. And now, Lord, you've taken lost sinners and you've made us worthy of salvation. It wasn't us. It was the blood of Christ that cleansed us of all sin. We give you all praise. We give you all glory. We say you are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. That goes without saying you're the King and Lord of our life. You're the King and Lord of our family. You're the King and Lord of our church you're the king and lord of our government. And Lord, when we when we see laws being made, even laws being passed this week that were uh, disrespectful and, and dishonoring to your authority, we just realize we see rebellion, Lord. We see rebellion all around, all, all kinds of places, people rebelling against your authority. 
We ask, Lord, you'd bring them back under you. Help us do our part to be the light and to be an example, to be a model. And we call and we pray for others. We pray for all who are in any realm of authority to come under the Lordship of Jesus Christ. We pray your kingdom would have no end. It would grow and grow and grow. It is an eternal kingdom. It's a blessed kingdom. We bless you and love you. We pray these things, give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, folks, I hope you enjoyed this message today. I hope you enjoy getting into the Word of God with us. There's power in the Bible. It's life-transforming. But you know, bit by bit, bit by bit, day by day, we get the Word of God. We feed our soul. And our soul becomes strong and mighty. It becomes in alignment with what God is doing. We escape the corruptions of the world, the, the, the pressure to conform to the world, and you find strength from the Spirit of God using the Word of God internally to combat that pressure and to be strong believers. That's what I know you who come here regularly. I know that's who you are. You're serious about your Christian life, so you want to be strong in the Word, learn from the Word every single day. We're not once-a-week Christians, once-a-month Christians, or just when I feel like a Christians. But we're people who want to stand firm for God in these days. And God is looking for people who will stand firm for Him in our present day. So I love you guys. So glad you're here. If you're new, welcome. I hope you do join us every day, 8.30 live, or you can watch later in the day. You can even listen to the app, the podcast on the Apple Spotify or Google platforms. Those of you here every day, I love you guys. God bless you. Until we meet tomorrow, might the Lord make you strong. Remember, you're children of the King. We honor Him as such. We live as such. We are blessed people. We walk in that power that authority and that victory today. Amen. I love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.